your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to, oh boy, Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. <laughs> Almost forgot. Uh, 608-785. I'll do that too fast. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line if you want to get in here. I will just say right off the bat, Mitch is going to come on tomorrow. Mitch Reynolds, mayor candidate. And then uh, there's a debate tonight. So to have him essentially debate, it would be a good warm-up, I think. Honestly, like I sh- he should probably say, you know, think this over. He didn't want to come on. He'd have to leave early just to kind of start to prepare for the debate because apparently he's cramming. And... Um, so his time would have been cut short anyway. But, man, you know, I think if you come on right before the debate, you'd be all warmed up. It'd be like a pitcher in the bullpen or doing jumping jacks right before you uh, play football games. This is why I quit the football team in college. It's because we did jumping jacks and sang the pointers. Uh, the Stevens Point pointers, like, mascot. We, like, sang it out. P-O-I-N-T. E-R-S, as we're doing jumping jacks. I'm like, what are we doing? thought we were tough football players. We're singing the the mascot. I can't take this. And as I'm doing the jumping jacks, I'm looking up into the gym, Quant Gym at Stevens Point. I think it was called Quant. And uh, I was like, oh, I could be up there. They're playing pickup basketball right now. I could be up there. And sure enough, the next day I was. Three days, two days I lasted. Two and a half, two days. Uh college football oh reminiscing anyway so instead of talking to Mitch today we'll do that tomorrow and we can ask him about how the debate went and you know whatever else we're going to ask him I mean there's so many there's so many ways there's so many angles and do we take calls do I just do we hit one subject you know just I'm trying to work this out I think in my head I'm like well we could take calls maybe the second half of the show and the first half of the show we we come up we, we we bring up an issue lacrosse has Right, so we could game plan this if anyone wants to text me in, and uh, just or call and just we could break it down if anyone wants to do that. And you know what would what would be one of the good topics just to break down for for ten fifteen minutes, right? Just to kind of go in a deep dive. I have some ideas. Um, one of them is the idea that I've been floating around for a while. With Mayor Tim Cabot, we've never actually gotten to talk about it because I get, I bring T- Cabot on, and uh, where there's so much other there's so many other things going on that we just never get to that. And you know what? To be honest, like Cabot could have got to the thing that I want to talk to him about on his own. Um, I don't. It's it's an idea that I have. You know, I have these half baked ideas for lacrosse, like a river canal system through Riverside Park and gondolas and. Uh, putting the fire station in the lacrosse center uh, as we, you know, $42 million, I might as well throw a fire station in there. It would be weird when we're having a concert and the fire trucks are blasting, but, you know, soundproof it. Uh, (laughs) But some other stuff like that, or, you know, just add other things to the lacrosse center. Um, And then like a kayak rental thing where we, you know, we could kayak up and down. I don't know. It was, there, there were a bunch of them. I, I should have wrote them down as they happened. Some of them were actually pretty good. River Canal System through Riverside Park sounds a little ridiculous. Also kind of cool, could you imagine? Uh, and a boat harbor in Riverside Park, which they're kind of doing. I mean, that's not the worst idea, right? Like, uh, just dig out part of, make it a harbor. Dig out part of Riverside Park. I mean, we didn't want to put a lacrosse center over Riverside Park. 
uh, which, you know, I think at this point, like whatever, like we could have put a cool something underneath that, you know, that, that section of the building. I mean, we had joked about putting a basketball court under there and being able to play outdoor basketball with like a roof on our heads. Um, but you know, digging out part of Riverside park, put a boat Harbor in there. People could park their boats, jump out, go downtown, uh, what get drunk and then jump back in their boats. I don't know. Uh, don't do that. You can't do that now anyway. It's pretty cold out. Um, but but the one idea I have, and we'll see if Mitch wants to talk about it tomorrow, and I have Cabot on Monday. So it's the uh, the second last Mayor Tim Cabot Monday um, before, you know, he's no longer mayor. Maybe he still comes on, but he won't be mayor after, you know, next month. So that was another thing. I keep forgetting I bring Dr. Anthony Tragoski, the Utica lacrosse political science professor, on. And I guess I don't. I don't know off the top of my head, but there's no transition period, right? We have a lame duck mayor right now because we know he's not running, but there's no transition, right? Is is it April, April 6th, right? April 6th. I always got to double check. April 6th, we elect a mayor. Does, does Mitch or Vicky take over April 6th or is there a transition? I guess I haven't, I, I always forget the, to uh, bring that up and look that up because I think about it at, you know, odd points of the day. It's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> just driving around and thinking about it. And then you're like, and then just forget about it. Like, is it? Maybe somebody knows. Is there a transition period for the mayor? I don't know off the top of my head. And I keep forgetting to look it up because I keep forgetting about it. Um, all right. So there's a bunch of news stories, too, that I wanted to talk about. Uh, we, I don't want to talk about Dr. Seuss books. <laughs> I definitely don't want to talk about that. But that was pretty popular on a Facebook page. Uh, we do have, uh, we did have some interesting things that went down in the in one of the committee meetings last night. Um, s- shoveling snow and um, the other one was uh, alternate side parking and then those Fifth Avenue apartments that we had talked about. But uh, those are a couple of things I wouldn't mind discussing. Brad, you're going to have an answer for me on, on, uh, oh, two weeks. Okay, transition period. The transition period for mayor is two weeks and the transition period for president is two, two, two and a half months, so. And they got a, they got honestly the president has a little bit more to do than the mayor, but uh, yeah, they have to U-haul it out of there. But um, okay, well we're gonna take a, a quick break here, not a quick break because I'll, I'll give I'll stall for a here a, a second here as Brad gets back into the newsroom. Brad always does that. The the mic there's a microphone right there, Brad. Like you could grab that microphone and plug it in and then tell people. Or yell really loud. But, uh, yeah, I do appreciate him <laughs> coming in and, and mentioning. Two weeks, transition period. Uh, the mayor's got to get that. That Number three made a blue baby, a hatched baby replica uh, that he donated to City Hall, and it made its right rounds through City Hall. I've never seen it on any of the Facebook pages, as the police like to play with hatched baby on their Facebook page. Uh, maybe the police never got number three's replica, but that was at Cabot's office for a while. So, you know, he's got to move stuff out like that. Um, and if you don't know, I think the mayor's office is on the sixth floor there. So, you know, it's going to be hard if you're friends with Mayor Cabot or, or man, if Mitch wins, he might ask me to help him move. I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, thanks. Six floors, probably no elevator, right? The elevator be broke that day. You have to carry some big reclining chair up to the office, six, flo- six flights of stairs. That'd be awful. Uh, all right, Brad should be back. Uh, he's got to do the news. We'll be back in a minute.
All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. This is Def Leppard. I got my music back, and then I just decided I'm going to play a random song. I think one of the. Remember my older brother having this tape? A cassette tape? Remember those? 608 785 7914. A couple of people are on hold here. I'll get to you in a second. Uh, was talking about the what would be the what's the transition for mayor in the cross April sixth the election Gary Podesky texted me and he said April twentieth would be the transition so twenty you know two weeks there uh, Brad also let me know that uh, but now you know city government official person giving me the uh, exact date but uh, a couple of people too are also texting in about the well I guess Brad probably read this on the news is why this is coming up but this Steve O'Malley thing we talked about yesterday. Facebook comments and somebody said uh, the ethics committee or ethics board uh, not having met for nine years is an ethics va- violation that John texted that and kind of funny. Um, and I don't know, has there not been anything, has there, has anything unethical happened within county government uh, that the board would have to meet over the past nine years? I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't really been, uh, down with county government for the last nine years. Brad, on the other hand, might be able to reel off a bunch of unethical things that the county government has done. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, it's been nine years. Brad Brad let us know that yesterday. Pretty interesting tidbit. And nine years ago, what did we do as an ethics board? What did we have to talk about? Steve O'Malley. Uh, and that's what Sharon wants to talk about. Sharon is on. Sharon, go ahead. You're on. Yeah, hi there. Um, I'm a concerned lacrosse county taxpayer. As far as the accountability of holding our public officials accountable for their actions, um, it, this is far more than just the Rush Limbo post. Uh, Mr. O'Malley actually posted videos of blowing up President Trump on his Facebook page um, with blatant post after post after post against conservatives, very vile posts. And this is wrong. How can a person in that position not be held accountable for those types of actions? He is supposed to represent all of La Crosse County. So we're- with his posts, obviously, Obviously, he is not representing conservatives by his pattern of the hatred that he put on his page. So where do we draw the line with uh, with with uh, public officials and their social media accounts? I mean, if you want to go to any social media, like just pick a politician, pick President Trump, for, for example. I mean, where do we draw the line there mm-hmm. as holding these people accountable? I mean, is it people that we don't get to vote in and out like those people are, are OK to post whatever they want on social media because we can vote them out? Or is it just uh, people like O'Malley who are appointed? It's a combination of all of the above. We all need to be held accountable. And this hate culture, this cancel culture. Um, it has to stop. It really has to stop. Well, and Lacrosse County needs to step up to the plate and hold people accountable. And I'm not going to get into who said what, she said that. He's a county official. All right, but you, and you're... his pattern, his pattern. Believe me, other people would have been held accountable and have been in different situations. All right, so, so you... I'm just saying, why are we putting somebody who makes over two hundred thousand dollars a year? which taxpayers are not aware of that, he is the highest paid official, uh, administrative person in the the state of Wisconsin. And he also 
makes more than all the governors nationwide. So you want to? This man makes over two hundred thousand dollars a year. He needs to be held accountable. I'm sorry. Yes, we have freedom of speech, but what he puts on social media, obviously, it shows his mindset of hatred against a certain category of people. That's undeniable. All right. So we. we that's all I. That's that's what. Okay. So what we are doing as a group, we are meeting tomorrow or Friday, excuse me, Friday, three o'clock from three to five for two hours. We are going to have an O'Malley resign rally at the administrative building of the county at the 212 6th Street North. So I'm asking any listeners who want to stand up to this type of behavior and stop this type of hatred and make people accountable, please, please show up and do your part. Thanks. All right. Thanks for the call, Sharon. Didn't want to talk about it. Just wanted to get that out there. So uh, Eric's calling in. Eric from Sparta, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, that last lease kind of sounds like cancel culture coming back at the liberals. Anyway, we want to talk about is a couple of things. Uh, <laughs> you stole my thunder, to... Eric. Huh? Yeah, and then go ahead. You, I was just saying you stole my thunder. That's kind of what I was talking about. But go ahead. Okay. Anyway, um, I was wondering if Mayor's wife has been adjudicated yet in court for disorderly conduct, uh, assault and battery, and other things. And the last thing, let it go, let it go. You can think about it later. But the last thing I want to talk about is I really repulsed by you saying Rex Limbaugh's all instead of saying his name after he, after he had died, he said, limbo, limbo, limbo. Then all of a sudden, at the end, he started using his proper name. Okay, fine. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, I said limbo once yesterday, and then I said limbo right after that. Uh, but Eric did bring up something a little bit ironic there, as Sharon's call, and she clearly had to get her agenda out there before, instead of having a discussion, which is always kind of difficult because you hear me chiming in. Uh, but yeah, we, we, we got to end this cancel culture, but we also got to end Steve O'Malley for Facebook comments. So, I mean, there's there's probably a line there somewhere. Uh, where where you, you, maybe O'Malley crossed some people. Um, other people probably don't give a hoot. Um, but but you, you, we can't talk about cancel culture and then be mad when somebody posts something on Facebook and then we want to cancel them. Now we're holding a rally Friday at the administrative building at 3 o'clock uh, to ask Steve O'Malley to resign because of a Facebook comment. That's cancel culture, is it not? Uh, Dan's calling in. Dan, go ahead. Hi, this is Dan. Um, yeah, I believe that uh, what you're saying is absolutely right. I am a conservative Republican, and I believe in the Second Amendment. And if you're not at work and it doesn't affect your work, you have the right to say what you want to say. And for all the Republican conservatives out there listening, we're better than that. Let's not play the same game. Let's just not, we, you know, you have to be better than that because if the hypocrisy will come to the surface and you have to stick to your morals or you don't. If our morals as law and the law says you have the right to say what you want to say in a free country, then that's what I believe in. You know, I, I love Rush Limbaugh, but hey, he's got his right to his opinion. Just like I have the right to say I love Rush Limbaugh, so it's Limbaugh, Dan. Careful there. Careful. Yeah. If you say Limbaugh, Eric will call you. 
Eric will, yeah. Eric will be on. Thanks for the call, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, libertarian guy's calling in. I, I think Libertarian guy could, we'll, we'll talk about, uh, and I'm getting a text here from Kevin about, uh, you know, essentially the, the cancel culture, but accountability and the rules, uh, the, the rules or uh, regulations, if you will, libertarian guy on um, on what our government officials should be held to, uh, being held accountable. Essentially, he could say what he wants, but his employer uh, can can hold him accountable for the things that he says, right? Well, yeah, I guess I have two points to make. I sent you the personnel policies; they have standards of conduct. And in my opinion, I think Steve O'Malley violated those those standards of conduct because he's supposed to show compassion and respect. And the fact that Rush Limbaugh, I, I'm going to throw out some arbitrary numbers because I don't know for sure, but if you believe that there are, you know, half the population is roughly conservative and the other half is roughly um, liberal or, or, or Democrat, Steve O'Malley has offended probably 40% of the county of La Crosse. And I would argue he has, um, you know, he's marked himself as what many would call a big spending liberal. Um, the city of La Crosse often gets blamed for the high property taxes. But if you look at your tax bill, it's the county that is raising the taxes the most. And so it's not good for him to draw such negative attention um, to the county because he's, I, I believe the administrator controls a lot about how spending is done. I don't know that for sure, but gosh, if he's a big spending liberal, it kind of explains why our tax bills are so high and, and why the county has such big increases. So he, he wasn't very smart as a public official to share such a, a polarizing view. If he was smart, he would have kept those thoughts to himself, not to mention the fact that it was hateful and that a lot of people cared about Rush Limbaugh. And to say something so hateful to such a large group of people was just wrong, and he should be brought up on ethics considerations. Well, a large group of people only because we talked about it now three days. <laughs> like if 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 nobody, sure. I mean, eight. I think there were like eighteen likes and dislikes on the comment on Facebook. Uh, after and then somebody screenshot it and sent it to the county board and sent it to all the media, and now we're making yeah. a big deal out of it. So the you know, but it is. Like, well, I mean, the, obviously he made a public comment, but on social media. So, there, you know, there's always kind of avenues to take with this thing. But I I hear you. Uh, thanks for the call. Sure. I got to get to uh, Scott's comment and Brad doing the news. We'll be back after this. I'm with him. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. A lot of people commenting or texting, I should say. You want to get in here, 608-785-7914. Talking about Steve O'Malley again, uh, <laughs> as the ethics board's going to meet tomorrow at 11 a.m. What else were we talking about? I mean, I just uh, um, I talked about this all day yesterday. Could have helped me out then, but that's fine. I don't think the phones worked yesterday, honestly. Like Number three called early, but then after that, I think they were kind of down. So I'm sorry about that. They worked today, though. Um, but anyway, we're talking about, uh, again, Steve O'Malley and... Um, a, a Facebook comment. It is really just silly. The, the Facebook comment's awful, but man, really, we're just, we're like, he posted on Facebook. Like, none of us have posted on Facebook before something stupid. I mean, 
But then you got to be held accountable for it. I posted something stupid on Jim Hagedorn's Facebook page today. Not hateful, but, you know, because, you know what? Every Facebook comment is stupid, honestly. Speaking of uh, people commenting on Facebook all the time, number three, uh, are you on Facebook today yet? No, I don't have (laughs) no Facebook. I got a landline. (laughs) You You can Facebook on the computer. It's not a it's not a phone thing. I was going to have my wife send you a message that your phone wasn't working yesterday, but she was gone, and I don't even know how to turn the computer on. I'm an eighth native. You could have did a smoke signal or something like that. Okay, so. I can do that. I can <laughs> do that. See, who's on the ethics board? Do you have any idea? I. Uh, that's a good question. I actually sent Monica Cruz a, a, a ta- uh, not a text, uh, well, no, not a text, an email today. Uh, emails is thing, another thing you do on the computer, number three. Uh, but uh, just to ask her who is on the ethics board, because in the release it doesn't it doesn't actually say who who's on there. It just it just says that. I mean, I, th- I was just wondering if that's people that's on the county board. I could I presume. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm I'm trying well, here's to the thing. I'm trying to find O'Malley the release now. Rules with an iron fist, okay? O'Malley and does. If, is that what you said? They say? got the same people on the ethics board as what is on the county board. I, the only thing I could see he might get out of it is they took his parking space away for 14 days. Oh, that's what they'll do? That's the punishment? That'd be about it. I mean, at this if, point, I mean, that maybe take his parking space away for 14 days mid-December. Like, wait until the end of the year. Oh, because, yeah, definitely. Because right now. You're thinking again, in the middle of the winter time. Yeah, because right now it's a beautiful day to go for a walk. I, I kind of oh, don't yeah, want to be here. Yeah. In fact, I think those people down at the county shop, they exercise down there. You know, they go out walking in that at different times of the day. Yeah, people do that. Yeah, I heard that. I haven't. Yeah. Okay, I haven't either. I haven't in a year. <laughs> yeah, okay. But that's that's the only thing I can see. And then one other thing. Uh, I see now where on the snow removal, they're having trouble with people not shoveling their sidewalk, and it's always the same people all the time. Uh, and they're going to have the nuisance coordinator go talk to these people if they don't do it. Well, the thing is, we got inspectors, the snow czar. Mm-hmm. We don't need a nuisance coordinator when we got a snow czar that should be able to tell them to shovel the sidewalk. Well, that's not the same person? No. No. The nuisance coordinator is the person that works along with the inspection department because it's a nuisance, so they got to have... A nuisance coordinator That's to help right. the inspector, which should be able to do his job without a nuisance coordinator. Yeah, that guy works for like within the fire department, doesn't he, or not? I think Correct. that's that's yeah. We're I remember the most expensive people in town is a fireman. Not that they're not worth their wages. I'm not saying that. Well, there these are other we people. Got to make them into an inspector, and then we got to make them into a nuisance coordinator. Yeah, you know what we should do is we should make O'Malley shovel. The uh, the sidewalks that that haven't been shoveled. Well, no, he just, he's just responsible for the county, not the city. Yeah, I know. It's a it's a well, you know, we get a new mayor in there. We can we can work on these relationships. We'll work on Mitch tomorrow night. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the call. Bye. All right. Uh, yeah. What should what what kind of punishment is O'Malley going to get? Like number three, take his parking spot away so he's got to walk. But we got to do it in winter when it's punishable, or in the middle of summer when it's really hot out, right? Like then that's take his take a take a week's vacation away. 
maybe maybe do that because he was on vacation when he did this. Maybe no vacation. Take his phone away, right? I mean, we've we've had these conversations about uh, you know government officials and using their phones for social media, and uh, so I got a couple of uh, texts too that that kind of uh, talk about kind of the a little bit of the hypocrisy there. Uh, where we want to hold some people, but uh, again, that Steve O'Malley's not a, a a person that we we can vote for. So, um, I think uh, caller, who's this? This is Linda. Hey, Linda. Good thing I didn't say whatever it says on my screen here because you're definitely not what that says. But hi, hi, Linda. Go ahead. You're on the air. <laughs> I I have some comments. Um, I think I, I was taught from little on. You were always supposed to. Be respectful and kind to others. And the person in authority, you were to respect them, but they also should have responsibility. And they should look at both sides, and they really shouldn't say something that they know is going to be hurtful to another side. Because how do they expect them to listen to them Linda, what, in what the if future? You, what if you had nine margaritas on vacation? And then is it okay? I'm just kidding. That's not being responsible. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And I'm not saying O'Malley did that. I'm just making a joke. I just think that, you know, if you can't say something kind about someone or something, then don't say anything at all. Because that, too, shows maturity, leadership to me. I don't respect people that swear and say things that are really mean. And I, I just, I mean, that immediately it's like, wow, don't you have something better or kinder to say? And I'm not the judge of who's going to go to heaven or hell, and I certainly wouldn't want to say someone where someone is going because someday they're going to have to answer for what they have said and how they could judge someone, and we'll see where they may end up from their actions and words. Okay, thanks for the call, Linda. All right. Uh, let's see here. A couple more phone calls. I imagine they want to talk about Steve here. Clyde from the Highlands of Onalaska, right? Is that the, the, the Highlands of Onalaska? Town of Onalaska. Town, highlands of the town of Onalaska. Yes. Now, a couple of things. One is is that in the concerning Steve O'Malley, because, of course, that's what you want to talk about, with in the First Amendment, it does not say... You can say anything you want about anybody and anything, and you will never be held. There's no repercussions for doing that. It's not what it says. It says you have the right to speak. You don't have the right to be heard, but you have the right to speak. But And whatever it is that you're speaking, then if it offends somebody, somewhere along the line, reper- repercussions may happen. Also, uh, Dan, the severe conservative, uh, it's the First Amendment that guarantees your right to speak, not the Second Amendment. And that's what he was quoting, the Second Amendment. So I doubt whether he's as severe conservative as he says he is. Third, having to do with the Convention of States, Mr. Williams mischaracterized as most people do, what the Convention of States does. The Convention of States does not change the Constitution. All they do is meet and make recommendations for constitutional amendments. 
those recommendations have to be sent to all the states for consideration. It's either a, a uh, referendum by the people on that constitutional amendment, or it could be that the state legislatures uh, passes it themselves. All right, Clyde, I put me to sleep, man. <laughs> I don't know. It was all right until you started going uh, Second Amendment and then something about, I don't know. Uh, 608-785-7914. Joe texted in, even though I disagree with everything Rush stands for, I do agree with it. As a public figure, you need to have a little more tact when you are voicing opposition. Interesting enough, if the uh, network that has an an ethics committee, I'm sure Rush would have been turned into, uh, they would have turned Rush in a couple of times. Um, Okay. Uh, Joe says, did I, uh, Joe also said, uh, did I just hear an obvious Trump supporter voice their opposition to spreading hate by a public official? Am I the only person that sees the hypocrisy? Uh, Kevin texted in, the voters held Trump accountable. So here's here's where we, you know, an elected official says uh, crap on social media that you dislike and offends people and is hateful. Uh, then they are voted out. So the, you know, this the county administrator isn't a voted on position. So the... You know, it's up to the board to hold him accountable. And Joella texted in. So I, I have this, um, the the agenda, essentially, or whatever you want to call it with the, for the ethics board. And it, it does list some members. And I guess I, I guess maybe these are the people on the ethics board. And it would make sense. I've talked to Rick Kite before at Viterbo. And he's, you know, Captain Ethics over there. I don't know his position off the top. That's not that's not a joke. He's actually uh, he's something within ethics. He's like he's got a an ethics in his title. I just don't know it off the top of my head. But he's part of it. Rick Kite, um, Pastor Mark Solist, and oh boy, uh, Lynn Valaquet. Valaquet. Sorry, Lynn, if I, that's wrong. Um, so th- it's a three person board, maybe ethics board. If this is right, uh, I could be wrong. Could be more than that. And then they're going to report to uh, Monica Cruz. And that's not open to the public. I do have an email out to somebody to, to ask if uh, why this wouldn't be open to the public. Why can't we be part of the conversation, the ethics board conversation? Why can't not, not that we need to be part of it, but why can't we hear it? Um, so it's like an internal conversation. This is where you get into the, that mess where there's stuff going on internally and you know, maybe maybe we should all be part of that. Maybe we all should hear that discussion. So, um, all right. So I got another call here. Let's get to them. Uh, caller, who's this? Hello. You're on. Hello. Hello. Oh, this is Diane. Hey, Diane. You're on the air. Go ahead. Diane. Okay. I would like to say two things. Number one, um, when you get on social media, you are responsible for whatever you say. Many businesses uh, reprimand people for what they say on social media. This can follow you for the rest of your life. Whether it was good or bad, what he did, or right or wrong, that's another topic. But my main concern of calling is, <laughs> you're not probably, probably going to like this, but these sidewalks in lacrosse for snow shoveling. Yeah, I'd much rather, terrible. Diane, I'd much rather walk. all the time, and we've got to do something about this. Are they bad now in I mean, terms of snow, or are they bad because well, they're, no, like, rough? No, rough. all winter long. Oh, okay. We have an inspector that can inspect. I've called down to City Hall to ask them about the streets. You have to give them a specific address, and then they will send a crew out to take care of those walks. 
why they don't go from Lacrosse Street to Jackson Street to West Avenue or down the further downtown and take care of these walks is beyond me. Why do why do as a walker and um do you have to report these for them to take care of it? Well, I you think have 24 hours to get rid of your snow. Yeah. I don't think that Americans should have gotten a, rep- a retrieve on that. They knew they had to get rid of their snow. They have people coming in and out. Yeah. I'm glad that they got, I'm glad that the fire department can use that for their thing. I have no problem with that. I think it's wonderful. But you know, this is being responsible. And what my what they told me when I got done talking with the gentleman down at City Hall in this um whatever department planning and, you know, sure. make sure everybody's safe department was, is that this is the way, uh, this is just the times now. All right, Diane, I've got an I'll idea. Uh, let me run an idea okay. by you quick here. Okay, so okay. I, I looked this up. It's $2.50 per linear foot plus a $75 administration fee for anyone that's got to have their sidewalk shoveled, right? Instead of hiring, yeah, that's fine. instead of hire, okay, okay, and then we know we we know the clock starts. The twenty-four hour clock starts after that last drop of snow hits the ground. So they have twenty-four right. hours. What if we just gave the person that catches the people that haven't shoveled their sidewalks the seventy-five dollars and the two dollars and fifty cents a foot? That, the, the, it's just a, a like a, a citizens um, committee, and they go around the city and they collect the money themselves. It goes you you pay it to the city, but then that person collects the money. And, and ma'am, we would have hundreds of people out patrolling the sidewalks that way. Well, I would hope so because they're not <laughs> shoveling anything. I mean, would you do because it? Would you get out there and shovel? <laughs> would you get out there and shovel your what? neighbor's sidewalk if it was after that 24-hour clock, if you could collect uh, $75? Would I go out and shovel somebody else's sidewalk? Well, no, after the I 24 hours. I keep mine clean. <laughs> right, but if you're getting $75 plus 250 a foot. Well, maybe that's that's what they shouldn't do instead of hiring it out to another uh, to an independent. They don't. The city doesn't shovel the sidewalks. This is a, a company that they hire. Right. Okay. It's not our city employees that are doing it. Okay, I got you. Thanks for the call. Um, she, I don't think she got my idea there. Like, if I if my neighbor hasn't shoveled, I get a picture, take a picture. It's been twenty four hours. Then I go shovel it and I collect the seventy five dollars and the two fifty a foot. Maybe the city gets a cut of that. But um, all right, one more break. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. A couple of minutes left here. 608 785 7914 is the talk and text line. You can talk you can text that any time of the day. Ace texted in at 1030 this morning. So like the random middle of the day texts are kind of my favorite text because it's just, oh, what's this guy thinking? The middle of the day. Maybe he's listening to the radio. But Ace said there. Ace said, uh, there's something you don't see anytime anywhere in the US is a truck driver, a train loaded with tanks and other military equipment heading south through lacrosse. So, Ace, you could have snapped the picture, man. Like, what are you doing? Uh, I don't think he's he's probably uh, – I'll have to text him back and ask him if he sent if he snapped the picture. Also, he said he's a truck driver, so I hope he wasn't texting and driving at this point. But maybe he's waiting for the train, literally. Um, that could have been, too. I have so many questions, Ace. Um, and uh, another texter was uh, – no, I can't read that one because I don't know what there is. Sometimes the, the random middle-of-the-day texters I have no context for, so reading them wouldn't be very helpful. Um, who's Lynn Valiquet? Valiquet. Uh, she's apparently one of these ethics boards. I, a pastor, Mark Solist, is obviously a pastor, and Rick Kite works for Viterbo uh, and has ethics in his title there at Viterbo. <laughs> so I guess during the one-minute break, I could have looked up Rick's exact title. I've had Rick on the on the show before, and I will say Rick, uh, kind of tough, kind of tough to uh, stop on the fast break at Noonball. <laughs> 
that for Turbo, which I so sorely miss. I uh, I think Joe Biden said something like, "We're going to get everyone vaccinated or everyone the first shot or something by May." Is that was that it? Was that the that that would be wonderful? But by May, and now we have these. I've been doing the uh, the the COVID updates on WisdomNews.com every day for you know I don't know if it's been a year that I've been doing them every day, but it's it's been pretty long, and they you know they keep it. They keep advancing or changing a little bit. I got to change up how I, how I put out the numbers because now we have vaccine numbers, and this Johnson and Johnson vaccine is out now too. So uh, that's a one shot deal. So it, all these numbers have been given out, or you know, the first shot is is like I think we're at like nineteen percent or almost twenty percent in lacrosse has gotten the first shot, and eleven percent of lacrosse has been fully inoculated. But now the Johnson and Johnson vaccine is coming out, so that's going to be a whole new set of numbers. I'm just venting. I'm just venting over the air is what I'm doing because now it's going to be a whole other thing I got to look up. How many? What percentage of lacrosse has gotten both shots and become fully inoculated? Uh, and then what percentage of lacrosse has gotten the Johnson and Johnson vaccine? And you add that to the percentage that's been fully inoculated. Oh boy! Uh, Minnesota Department of Transportation put out a, a post today. This is just very random. We were talking about shoveling, so it's kind of uh, they they had a snow name a snowplow uh, class of 2021. Uh, Brian Simpson here, he used to have, I used to do, I haven't seen a post, well, maybe Facebook's just not showing me his post, but uh, his his truck is called Mr. Plow, uh, which is, you know, pretty basic, but funny too, when Mr. Plow is out snow plowing, but um, they they had a, a contest, 122,000 people casted votes to name the orange snow plows in Minnesota, uh, and I, I don't know if these are in order, but the, the best name here is Darth Blader. That's the best uh, name for a snowplow truck. I think we should do this in lacrosse. We should start naming the the uh, the leaf blowers. We could have a contest to name the leaf blowers, uh, the the snowplow trucks, whatever. I mean, we should be naming these in Lacrosse County and in the city of Lacrosse. Let's do it. Uh, another proposal I'll bring up with Mitch tomorrow. We can ask him uh, if we can get the get on this. We could uh, get the community involved. Be another way to get the community involved in city government. Have them name the snowplow trucks. Uh, one truck is called Snowby. Juan Kenobi, that's okay. Plowy McPlowface, Plowy McPlowface, that's always one. Um, F. Salt Fitzgerald, uh, is that after that ship that sank? Um, I think there's a Seinfeld episode about that too. Uh, Plow Bunyan, that's very Minnesota. Uh, The truck normally known as Plow, speaking of very Minnesota, that's very Minnesota. Um, Oh, just going to plow right past (laughs) you. Okay, these are all Minnesota. Orange uh, duck, duck, orange truck. <laughs> Man, these are actually, now that I think about it, these are very, I th- before I wasn't thinking Minnesota, but these are uh, very Minnesota-esque uh, names. How does duck, duck, orange truck, how does that even get more than, there must be a finalist list here, and, and they, they come up with these. But anyway, that's all the time I got. I will have Mitch Reynolds on tomorrow. They're doing a debate tonight, and I didn't want to bug him right before the debate. So stay tuned for that. 